Hello, and welcome to More Than Abstract. I'm Pranjal, and I'm joined by Zachariah. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for asking, man. So this thing I'm going to be telling you is it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, most of the time when I present a topic to you, I tell you physics or whatever behind it, giving you a, a pretty complete and continuous story. This thing is a bit of an unknown to pretty much everyone, so there's not really a satisfying conclusion to this whole thing. Like, oh, that's what it was, or that's what happened. It uh, It's going to be shrouded in a bit of mystery. It's going to be more like uh, we all don't know what's going on. Uh, we have ideas of what's going on, and here's why. But if at any point you think you know what it is I'm talking about, just say it out loud, and like I'll, I'll tell you if you're right or not. Wait, but I thought you said there's it's a mystery, and so you know the answer to the mystery, despite it being a mystery? I, do, I don't know the answer to the mystery. However, the topic of the mystery, I think, is what you're supposed to be guessing. Okay, I'll, I'll do my best to guess the topic. Mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it before. Like it's uh, People have heard about it, but I guess not everyone knows what, what on earth it is, so I want to tell you what it is. This is uh, exciting. So to begin with, uh, this is going to be something on space. So uh, let me start with uh, just our solar system. Wait, you said what on earth is it? And then you just said it's based in space. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, what you... out of earth is it? <laughs> you can't hit me like this. <laughs> so you know how Mercury, uh, the, the closest planet to the sun, when it orbits around, it's it orbits really fast compared to us. Now I know. <laughs> uh, well, so since it's pretty close to the center of our solar system, uh, it needs to move at a really high velocity to keep itself from falling into the sun compared to planets that are much further away, like, you know, Neptune in the furthest reaches of the solar system. Neptune doesn't need to be moving very fast to stay in its orbit. This may be a little early to interject, but did the Greeks know this when they like started characterizing the Greek god or not Greek, sorry, Greeks, Romans, um, when they started characterizing Mercury because, you know, it's supposed to be fast, right? Ooh, hmm, that's a good question. I think the heliocentric uh, model was actually out there at one point. So somebody might have thought, you know, Mercury was fast. <laughs> yeah. And then we have that word mercurial. And, you know, if you play smite, Mercury is one of the fastest gods. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is maybe they had something on us. They, they solved astronomy like a <laughs> millennia before we figured it out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Mercury, it orbits faster than something like Neptune. Hmm. With that... Let's say you're an astronomer and you're collecting data on sky and seeing if it all makes sense to you or not. If it doesn't make sense, new physics, you write a paper. Oh my God, it's an amazing discovery. So they take a picture of the sky, click one night, and then they wait another day or a year or however long, take a picture of the same part of the sky, click, and then you compare the two photos. Mm -hmm. If you have stars that or objects that move during this time, you can tell how far away they are and then how fast they are by, you know, how much they move between the two times. So I guess you could consider astronomers like the paparazzi on a galactic scale. So many pictures. Ooh, you never hear what Beetlejuice been doing this. <laughs> it honestly seems so hard to determine that because you're so far away, you know, what's like a centimeter in the sky to you mm -hmm. or in a picture that is versus... Mm -hmm the actual distance. I don't know how you'd scale that. Yeah, it is pretty tough. That's one of the major challenges in astronomy. How far is it? It's not like you can just drive there, tell how far it is. Not with that attitude, buddy. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. I just got to speed more so and I can get there. <laughs> uh, so does this all make sense to you? Uh, so far, I'm following that this is a, a space-related topic. We're out of this world, despite I have to guess the topic being in this world. Yep, yep. <laughs> so people did this thing for galaxies. They took a bunch of pictures and saw what changed. And galaxies should do something similar to the solar system. You know, it's the same idea as, as what we have uh, here. It's like there's a large mass at the center of this system. In the case of a galaxy, it's a supermassive black hole most of the time. And there are orbiting bodies around it. Instead of planets, you have stars. So you expect to do the same thing. The Mercuries that are close to the supermassive black hole, they move around much faster than the ones that are further away. But fun fact, no, it's not really that fun. It's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> the, they all uh, have almost the same orbital velocity. So think Mercury orbiting at the same velocity as the Earth, as Neptune, and that's crazy. Just doesn't make any sense. Well, Neptune is huge in comparison, right? Yeah, because that's why it's so slow. It's my understanding. It's more that it's really far away. So if it wants to stay in a stable orbit because it's so far away, it doesn't really have to move very fast. Mercury, mm. if it moved that slow, it would just fall into the sun. Okay, okay. One's you know trying to fly away really fast, and one doesn't have to work too hard to stay. That's right. Because these planets are sentient, and they really want to just yeah. not burn up and melt and stuff. Yeah, that's right. They they have a fear of the sun. Solar solophobia. Solar solar phobia. Heliophobia. I don't know. Heliophobia. I like that better. Me too. That's why I sit inside and play video games. <laughs> this whole orbital velocity thing in stars. Uh, that's the first time people thought that maybe something's amiss. Uh, there's something out there that we just can't see. We, we tell if there's a star or planet out there by the light that it either emits or reflects. But it looks like there might be something out there that doesn't do either. There's something out there that it doesn't do nothing but light. Or so we think. But you know what? Maybe, maybe like there isn't something out there. Maybe Kepler's laws just aren't right. It's not the first time that a scientist from centuries ago is wrong about something. Maybe this way of thinking just doesn't work on larger scales. You know, it's always a possibility. All right, so we need more evidence before we can say some invisible stuff is out there, some spooky magic or something is doing all this. And then in comes the phenomena of gravitational lensing. Are, are you familiar with this? Can't claim to be familiar. Okay, it's perfect. So the, the idea is if you have a heavy object somewhere, light will always bend around it. So you have a picture behind um, the sun, for example. Say you see, say Mars is on the other end of the sun from us. The light from Mars will bend as it gets to us because of the mass of the sun. Does that make sense? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm not really, so is like, is there like a gravity to it kind of pulling the light? You know, like, yeah. I don't know if it, it pull, grabs a photon and says, you know what, you're following me. Yeah. It like tries to grab onto it, but usually light is so fast that it just gets out of their grip, but you know, bent around it a little bit. So when, when you look out into the sky, you see things like this. Uh, let, me, let me show you a picture. Okay. Am I allowed to, to kind of guess what's going on here? Um, yeah, yeah, please. I mean, so far, my, my hypothesis is that we're either talking about, so you either gave it away and talked about black holes or maybe wormholes because it's kind of sci-fi-y. You're getting close. Almost there. Okay. Uh, so this is the picture I'm talking about. 
This is gravitational lensing. You see around, there are some galaxies that are bent out of shape. They are the same galaxy whose light is being bent around this one central point. You see they make almost a circle shape. Okay. I, uh, I'll post a picture of this on our Twitter, so be sure to follow us at More Abstract. This lensing effect happens. From this, you can tell, okay, there's probably some big hunk of stuff in the center of this lensing effect. You know, you can tell it's curved, center point, that's where it is. So we know well enough what stars are made of and how much stuff is out there just because, you know, um, stars are made of hydrogen. We have hydrogen on Earth. You can tell how much hydrogen's out there by, like, simulations and physics and stuff. We can tell how much is out there by the light that's emitted or reflected when we look out in the night sky. So you have an approximate mass of a star, for example. And you know the crazy thing? When we look at a galaxy, the gravitational lensing, this curving effect that we see, it's more intense than it should be. From all the light emitted, we can approximate the mass and say, okay, if, we were, if there were to be some lensing effect that was going on, it should look like this, but it, uh, it looks much more defined th than it should be. And we, we have pretty good uh, equations of how uh, gravity works. So it's not like um, we're horribly wrong with our understanding of gravity. So something just doesn't add up. There's some mass missing. Can, can I just clarify? I mean, you said, so you're saying there's mass missing and there's more definition around place some places where there's this gravitational lensing we're talking about mm. so when you say that i i just need to make sure i understand what's going on with the what do you mean like defined or is it more curvy in places where light is supposed to bend less or something yeah it's it, so it seems like there's some missing mass out there that we can't see that makes the light curve more as it bends around it so more cur the more curvy the light is that means it's there's more mass somewhere. Hmm. So we, we didn't like calculate for this. For some reason, it's there. We don't know why. Yeah, for some reason, it's there, and we do, we can't account for it. Like it doesn't make sense. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at what it is? Well, you shot down my black hole and wormhole theories, so I'm feeling like dark matter is is the next answer. That it. That's it. Oh, it is. Yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've heard of it. It's called dark matter just because we can't see it, but it's matter because there's something out there. It's mass. You know, nobody ever explained that to me, so I, I only threw that out there because I heard the words. Just what this episode is all about. So this isn't a one-off thing. There are a lot of galaxies out there with a bunch of this dark matter stuff. There's this one called the bullet cluster that's particularly interesting. It's two galaxies that are in the process of colliding with each other, so they're smashing into each other with all their stars and stuff. From the gravitational lensing effect around this bullet cluster, you can tell approximately where the center of mass is between these two galaxies. And you know the crazy part? The mass of the whole system is separated from the center of the mass of the stars and gas and stuff that we can see. So it seems like this dark matter is so prevalent and so massive that it can overpower the, the gravity from the rest of the stuff that we can see. Hmm. Again, something that we can't see is affecting things gravitationally. I wonder what you can do with that. I mean, 
application-wise, say you have this dark matter, and then you suddenly you have a spaceship, you can travel to this place in this picture you showed me, and you just mm-hmm. suddenly get crushed. I mean, I guess that would be important, but I don't know how else we can apply this uh, in this space scenario. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. It's neat. <laughs> I just think they're neat. <laughs> so the, uh, people might think that if if this is the same thing with every galaxy, then maybe something's wrong with our equations. Uh, if this invisible stuff is everywhere, then, you know, maybe we're just wrong. But there are some galaxies out there with no dark matter. So some of them with a ton, some of them don't have any. And that's really weird. It is weird. All we really know is that there's this stuff that interacts with gravity out there and maybe some other force that we just can't see or touch. You know, we could be going through dark matter at this very instant and we wouldn't know. So that's what dark matter is, or at least the very simplified version of it, uh, and why we think it's out there. Now, you may be thinking that it could just be like black holes, like you talked about. You know, you can't see a black hole, it's black. <laughs> just like you can't see stars, or just like you can see stars. But it is incredibly massive. So maybe that's the missing piece. But it turns out people already thought of that. Apparently, the black holes out there that we can't see should make a very small portion of the mass that's missing. So still something missing out there. You know, I've always, I've kind of wondered this, but how is a big sucking whole thing have mass in and of itself? You know, I, I just mm-hmm. think of it as like a, like, you know, you see a hole in the ground, right? That doesn't in and of itself has, have mass. It's just a place where there is none. You know, so so why why is it a hole then? Because it's not really like an absence of something. If, if you just said it as mass, yeah, like we should uh, rename it to uh, black hunk of stuff. I was thinking of you know space swirly. Oh, oh, I like that even better. But yeah. that might give some kids some PTSD. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll terrify some people. <laughs> Never going back. I can't go into astronomy. <laughs> There's a lot of theories out there about dark matter, and I won't go into them. It's it's just going too deep, and I don't understand it myself. And really, this is an evolving problem. We we might uh, possibly find this missing particle that makes all this mass in the future, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. So that's all I have for you. Uh, what do you think? I think there's still so much to know, and that's kind of frustrating about today. Yeah, like... It's almost comforting to think, oh, we know everything. If if we never heard about dark matter, we think that we know so many things. But like, once you get deeper into a subject, uh, you realize just how little you know. I guess it's supposed to keep us humble, huh? Mm-hmm. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Tell us what you think about it and tell a friend. And for su- some supplementary content, follow us on Twitter at More Abstract, and you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts.